Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Gateways to Cinema, the spin-off of the far more popular podcast reboot already underway, the shock treatment to the main podcast's Rocky Horror Picture Show. Because we all we all know how much Lacey liked the first one. Maybe he'll maybe he'll like it with a completely different concept and mainly different set of characters. Maybe, probably not, but maybe. Definitely not. Anyway, I am your host, Aaron Hahn, joined as always by Jacob Lacey. Uh, yeah, Abracadabra. <laughs> yes, uh, Abracadabra, because we are once again looking at the list, uh, a movie from the list of 100 films I made for Lacey to watch. Films that are interesting introductions to the larger world of cinema. And in the spirit of... <laughs> Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Sure. The, uh, <laughs> Why not? It's, yeah, it's 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 a movie that's coming out, and uh, so we're gonna look at a different film, better film about dueling magicians. We don't know that it's better. <laughs> we know it. We know it. We know it. <laughs> um, yeah, Prestige, not The Departed. It is not The Departed. Did you watch The Pardon? I watched The Departed. This is the one about uh, this is the one about Martin Scorsese. <laughs> you don't know what The Departed's about. No, no, not at all. <laughs> anyway, that, well, that's a story for a different time. Uh, prestige. Yes. The prestige. Didn't know. So here's the thing. I knew a little bit too much going into this. I knew one of the major twists of the movie. Which sucked. I wish I didn't. Right. But I did. And even still, there was so much more to this. It's like the memento thing. Not quite as bad as the memento thing, where I thought the twist of memento was that it was backwards. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, not, not quite that bad. Um, but yeah. But, I mean, we already said this on the main podcast. I loved this movie. This is, this is amazing. Was there ever a chance I wasn't going to love this movie? I don't think so. It's Christopher Nolan. And as dude bro and film bro as this is going to make me sound, <laughs> there are very few directors that can make me watch something that doesn't sound interesting to me at all and make it be like, yeah, this is great. I love all of this. It's Christopher Nolan, mm-hmm. and I'd say Quentin Tarantino, probably. Where I'm like, yeah, I don't really care about a World War II movie. I don't like war films. Glorious Bastards is awesome. Yeah, Westerns, yeah, whatever about them. Django Unchained, it's awesome. You love it. You're right, I do love it. I'm like, oh, all right. Um, Christopher Nolan, man, just, oh, man, oh, God, this movie. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. It is, it is very much a... Uh... Christopher Nolan movie mm-hmm. in ways both good and and bad, but no bad, no bad, <laughs> no, no bad. bad, no bad in your opinion. None, none, <laughs> literally none. Where 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 would you rank this among his filmography? I don't have a Christopher Nolan ranked list for whatever reason. Um, You've seen quite a few of his films. I've seen all this. but Insomnia. All but insomnia. Because I know I we watched Following for uh, Netflix Book Club, and mm-hmm. we watched Memento earlier on this list. Now we watch yes. Prestige, and 
most of the other ones were like the big cultural phenomenon that everyone saw. <laughs> right. Well, let's, like, let's... If you haven't seen the Dark Knight trilogy at this point, <laughs> do you even movie? Wow, good one, Aaron. <laughs> you n- you nailed it. Uh, let me pull up his filmography, just because I like I know what I I know his movies, but I gotta like really take a look here. What what about you? What while we wait, so that way they're not just bored. Oh, if I it would be kind of at the lesser end. Okay. Like, I don't I don't like it as much as like The Dark Knight, obviously, Interstellar, <laughs> Inception, Batman Begins, uh, Dunkirk, Memento. Like those were the all ones I would think are better than this. Mm-hmm. But I do think this is better than I would say Insomnia, Following, and The Dark Knight Rises. So, uh, in a general sense, that's where it would be for me. Is like in the back half. It's still. it's tough to what, say, what, man. <laughs> I'm talking about Christmas, like even the fo- even following, which is on would be the bottom of my ranking. I love following. Yeah, following's great. I've seen that. I've seen that like three times, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> this is a good movie. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough to say because <clears throat> I love like all of the movies I've seen. Insomnia is the one that I guess people are a little more like, eh about right i mean that's one that like he didn't write it himself it's a remake Mm. of a norwegian film so it's kind of like it it still has a lot of his uh his his hallmarks but uh and and it it is still a really good movie i would definitely still recommend that do you want me to bring my dvd of that yeah do it do it i thought about uh packing but i can bring that yeah no bring that please i would love to watch that um all right, so we're going to obviously get into this. But, like, I just, like, I get the hate that Christopher Nolan gets, and I understand it's such, like, a generic, like, he is, of all of the directors, I'd say he is probably the most pop culture director of the modern era. Yeah, and, like, at least of, the like, the ones that are, like, still... Like in their prime, right? You know, right? Because obviously, like, like Scorsese Spielberg is still making movies, but yeah. he's making like Ready Player One, right? And the West Side Story remake that mm-hmm. no one wants. So, right. And but yeah, yeah, he's definitely he's definitely a fellow. Like, if if there's if you're if you're coming if you're talking in conversation with someone, you're like, who's your favorite director? Like, you yeah. Know, Chris Nolan is going to be like one of the ones that people are like, "Hey, I actually know the name of that." Director. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, but for, for, for good like reason people, for like people who are like more casual mm-hmm. film fans, like that's a director they would know, right? And I would say I've seen like all of his movies several times, except for Following and Memento. So it's tough to say for Prestige as far as where I'd put something like that on the list because I haven't seen it maybe enough times. Mm-hmm. Um. I'd, I'd probably put it above most of the Batman movies. Begins and probably rises and maybe Dark Knight. I haven't seen the Dark Knight in years, so I can't really... That's one of those movies that I need to rewatch or something because I can't really make a judgment call on. Um, sure. But it would be in the top half. Mostly just because... You know what? No, I gotta talk about the people who hate Christopher Nolan for a second. <laughs> I gotta get do you, there. Do you not want to just get this into this in spoilers? Because there's like very, there's very like Nolan-y yes. things about this movie yes. that do kind of irk me a little bit. 
Okay, no, let's let's well, get into so it. So we're gonna talk about it. we're gonna talk about it. As let's much, get into it. Christopher Nolan, as I've said on this podcast, is like one of my favorite directors of all time, if not my favorite. Mm-hmm. But the the criticism against him is also so valid that I can't like not see it every time I watch one of his films now. Right. So we're gonna get we're gonna get into it. Right. Great movie though. Recommended from me. Is that what we do? Uh, is this how we do this? <laughs> nice, uh, nice little. Well, not last week. No, we no, didn't, uh, we didn't. We didn't get that from you. So return to a, the recommend. Nice, uh, yeah, return to form for. It. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, yeah, uh, why <laughs> did I put this shit? on the list? Basically, because I knew this was a film you were gonna love because it's uh because you were into all the other Christopher Nolan movies. You were into. Uh, Dark Knight trilogy and Interstellar yeah. and Inception and all that I sort of stuff. So like, I I love Interstellar. Interstellar seems to be the movie he gets the most crap for, doesn't it? It's it's like the one that like got the most criticism like when it first came out. But I think it kind of very quickly got reevaluated. Yeah, it's so good. You know? Interstellar is just so good. Oh my god! Because Interstellar was in the weird thing where uh, the weird thing about like the modern like Rotten Tomatoes style of film criticism, where it got like a it got like seventy percent, and people are like, "Oh my god, it's going to be a terrible movie." Only seventy percent of people think it's it's, <laughs> it's worth a watch. That means it's awful. Mm-hmm. So, but I think that uh, it's it, it one it's one that like very quickly people are like, "Oh yeah, this is actually yeah. one of his best." All right, let's let's get into spoilers. Let's just let's just do it. All right, because so I yeah, need the, I need to rail on the people. Eric, you love the film. This is a film that like it's 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 it has like a great cast and it is a lot of fun to just talk about. I like there's a, there's a couple films on this on this uh, list. There's still the come where I'm just like I like that twist and I want I want to hear Lacey's like experience with that twist. We still got a few upcoming. Unfortunately, I feel like this one was spoiled for me, so I'm sorry that that yeah, Except for except for the other twist, which was great. I so love the other twist. Let's get to it. So, if you have not seen this film, recommended by the both of us. If you mm-hmm. have seen this film or just don't care, we're going to going to talk about it now a little in-depth with spoilers. And that is what I normally say during that transition. Yeah. Finally figured it out. <laughs> so I need to rail on the people who don't like don't like Christopher Nolan. Just real quick. Because Okay, I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the devil's advocate for those people though, because Listen, they have we'll get to it. they have every right to not like how he makes a movie, but damn they're missing out on some good stuff. They're just missing out on good stuff. Like, there's just so much in here that I'm like, okay, I get it. A lot of his movies are very similar as far as the narrative structure, the time, the messing with time and all that stuff. But man, it's okay. For me, that's like okay that he does that in all of his movies because it's so uniquely him and it's such like a... Every time I see it, I'm like, this is clever. Even if it maybe not actually be clever, it makes me feel smart while I'm watching it. And that's like, that. that's all right by me. I think, I think that's, that's pretty much how you sum up the appeal of Christopher Nolan. It's mm-hmm. like, you watch his movies and you 
feel like you're smart. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and there's room for that. There's absolutely room for movies like that. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. 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 Like I said, I, I, I do think the criticism against him is so valid. And especially in this kind of, in, in this film in particular, where you you got both of your leads that are so similar in characterization and you got your, your the the treatment of the female characters is like so egregious yeah. and like all that's all that sort of stuff but at the same time like i love this movie i yeah. love this movie and i love all of christopher nolan's movies and i'm gonna go see every single one of the movies he makes <laughs> from now on and he's one of my favorite directors of all time yeah. so yeah I, I i feel that I like but i think i think that's kind of like to go off on a slight tangent and returning to the whole like Rotten Tomatoes like film criticism like kind of turned entirely into a numbers game. Mm-hmm. Like I think the important thing about film criticism, the reason why I don't do like stars or a letter grade in the reviews I write, mm-hmm. is because I'm pretentious and right. also because, uh, you know, I think I think the the point of film criticism is to make it a conversation. It, to not simplify something down to this is a good movie and this is a bad movie this is an a movie a five star movie and this is an f movie a half star movie it's it's to be like this is what this movie does well this is what this movie doesn't do well this is mm-hmm. how it fits into the cinematic legacy this is how it fits into culture this is how it fits into you know societal issues and all this sort of stuff mm-hmm. so like i think thinking of film criticism in that vein it's entirely valid to be like christopher nolan Tons of flaws as a director. Tons of stuff he could work on, but also, mm-hmm. who cares? One of the greatest film directors <laughs> of all time. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where it might just be me because I'm sure there are people who watch like as they're watching his movies, they're like, "This is like," eh. but like for me, those sort of things, especially in like Interstellar, we'll use Interstellar as an example, stuff like that. Like, the dumb stuff, like, oh, love is, like, whatever. And I'm like, that doesn't click as stupid until I start thinking about it outside of the movie. Within the movie's context, that is brilliant to me. Like, while I'm watching it, I'm like, yes! <laughs> like, give that to I me. I honestly like that moment. No, yeah, no, I like I, it, too. I, okay, I like okay. it, too. There, but I do understand that criticism where it's, like, it's, a, like, an all-science movie, and then there's this. I'm like, I get that, but I don't feel the same way. Um... I, I I don't want to get too far from yeah, prestige. Yeah, I know. I, I don't want to go off and like the whole Aaron's like oh science science and uh are, and love are actually super compatible and all these things <laughs> in life are super connected. I don't want to go off on that. Too, no, 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 no. no. Prestige. So we're gonna thing. talk about the prestige. The prestige. <laughs> um, I don't even know how to start to talk about this movie. I just I, I'm just gonna start well, with which which was the twist that you knew. I knew the brother on. twist. Oh, okay. I knew that one, which I guess is like the big twist of the movie, but the other one, dude, the Tesla one with that machine, that was so good. Once you like figure out, cause like, you know, the very opening shot is that, and then you see it and you're like, oh my God, like as it all starts to piece together and then like, you know what's happening, but like, as soon as you like see him do it, it's like, oh my God, like, all right, man. This is it, murky. <laughs> it's so yeah. It's just so 
weird because like that's like the fantasy element in this. Mm-hmm. Like everything else, all the other magic they're doing, you know, it's yeah. just like okay, it, we're in this period setting. They're doing all these real magic tricks that real magicians do. Even the even the twin brother thing, implausible, yeah. but also possible. Right. And then you get into this Tesla machine, which again could is arguably, you know, possible and plausible right even still it's just like it's that's fantastic and it's just that's the moment when i first saw this film where i like you know really fell in love with this film i was like oh Mm -hmm. i i I just love that inclusion of like the hard sci-fi just like the one element that's just like dropped into the middle of this otherwise yeah. like <laughs> unexpected like the the story as is was so interesting but then you just mm-hmm. like drop in this out of nowhere cloning machine and you're like okay i'm all in <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I what you said about the two characters being so similar i think yeah. you said it was like almost like a a, a like almost like a detriment to the movie but i think that's one of the best parts of the movie is that they're like the same person they want the same things but they can't see that there's like this just like they can't see that they want the same things they can't really come together put their differences aside man that see there's like all right i just need to talk about like the two scenes that really got me in this movie okay 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 so I just don't even... It's more of like... All right, first one's like a concept. Second one is like an actual scene. So the first one is when they're tying the knots and he looks at her and she's like, yeah, like do the other knot. And like the whole movie is just so... He's like, I'm not sure. And, like, when that comes back around to being like, that was the brother because he didn't do it, it's like, oh, my God. Just that yeah. whole, just, oh, my God. How can he be not sure? That was a I, great yeah. scene. Like, that's when you when you mentioned earlier, like, mm-hmm. uh, when you when you just mentioned, yeah. like, how the, the, the two characters or three characters really mm-hmm. uh want the same thing but they're like they're they're caught in this obsession that is causing them to hurt each other instead of getting the same thing like right. that's that's what i love about that dynamic is that this whole it's like hugh jackman's character is like going off on this righteous vengeance path but mm-hmm. in doing so then like obviously he creates this other figure who wants vengeance against him because it's not the right person that he's going after. right and like you know that's not a insightful critique of the movie this is just this me being just, like that's really that's cool good. Really it's so <laughs> good no it's awesome and i love my favorite moment in this movie which might sound like very small but in the moment it just felt enormous was when he finds the hugh jackman's character finds the actor who's going to play him coming out the other side of the door. And the first time they do that trick and it shows him below and he's just hearing the thunderous applause and you can just see on his face and you can see him and you can see that like he's proud, but it so quickly turns. Like as soon as he takes that bow, you're like, he, he needs more. Like he, he like, he cannot be content with having pulled off this like amazing magic trick that like, no one else could do as well as him. And he just, he can't, he can't not 
have that recognition because he knows that Christian Bale's character is like, no, no, like I get the recognition. He, he's just so, oh my God, it's so good. Cause he's just like, there's no double. <laughs> and he's like, you know, there is, but it's like, oh my God, this movie is so good. <laughs> is it weird that, that I just kept on thinking of, of like, the greatest showman when we yeah this. yeah no i did too i did a couple times i was just like very similar characters this is this is my greatest showman right? <laughs> you know if i want to see hugh jackman in a top hat trying to like win over the crowds you know right this is this is the movie to watch man god that scene is so good i just keep thinking about that scene too Oh, it's just the way it's shot too, and mm, it's so good. A little bit of Rebecca Hall, a little bit of a surprise Rebecca Hall in this movie. I was like, oh, okay, hi Rebecca Hall. Is Rebecca Hall really surprised? She seems less so surprised than Scarlett Johansson. Like Scarlett Johansson is always is always the one I forget is in this movie because this uh, is like see Scarlett Johansson right, right is... before she broke big. Right. Like, Scarlett Johansson is on the box for the movie. So, like, I was fully yes. expecting yeah. her. I was like, so, where's Scarlett Johansson? <laughs> but, uh, but, but I mean, surprise, like, the, the, the kind of, like, actors. Right. Like, Christopher Nolan clearly has a set of actors he likes. Clearly. Like, as soon as this film opens, you're like, oh, Michael Caine's speaking. Yeah. This is a Christopher Nolan movie, isn't it? <laughs> Dude. Don't even. <laughs> Don't even go there. No, I, 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 I love... Uh, Michael Caine's Michael best Kane. work is with Christopher Nolan. So good. Yes. Even though he, like, yeah. plays the same character in, like, every Christopher Nolan movie. It's so good every time. I'm like, I'm glad to see this character again. <laughs> He's back. Um, I, I lost my train of thought. Oh, also... Like, if I didn't know the twist already, the whole, but what about his brother? I was like, it's a little heavy-handed. <laughs> oh, yeah. With the bird. Like, that's... Rewatching this film yeah. is, like, this is a film that really only works once. Is what is kind of, like, would be my criticism of it. Is that I've seen this film, like, three times now. Mm-hmm. And it... In uh, compared to a lot of other films, like even even something like Memento, where mm-hmm. a lot of it is like dependent on like these twists and like re- withholding information and stuff. Like this one, the main power of the film is in those twists, and that doesn't mean it's not entertaining to watch outside of that. And like, there's still so many great elements to pick out, even if the even if you know where the plot is headed, like the cinematography mm-hmm. and the acting and all that sort of stuff. But this is one of those films that's more dependent on its plot twist being surprising than a lot of other films that go for plot twists. Yeah. Now, wouldn't you almost say that's intentional? Because it's like a magic trick. Once you know the secret... Right, then they, they have that, that moment where he's, like, he's like giving the kid the, the coin. Mm-hmm. And then he's, he's like, you know, you got to hold on to that secret because, like, you know, once, once they know what is up, it's not going to impress anybody. But it's all right. about, you know, 
How crazy would this movie have been if they did not explain any of the Christian Bale stuff? <laughs> like, geez. that'd be pretty. That'd be pretty neat. I don't know. It's just a little. Thought. I think. It, I think it would work better if, like, not like work better as in work better than what it is. Oh but right. Like, work better than that if they didn't explain any of the Hugh Jackman stuff. Well, if they like, didn't I explain think, either. I think of that's it. like because that's like the 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 where the intensity comes from is like right. Christian Bale is just trying to perfect this one trick and it's just like this mm-hmm. simple yet not so simple idea you know just like the two people living one life mm-hmm. and then Hugh Jackman is like going to the extremes of cloning himself and killing all his clones yeah so I uh, so I, dark. I, I, <laughs> cause I, I, I you know like they're both, in a sense, tragic characters, mm-hmm. but, like, Christian Bale's character, you're He's like, a... he, he has, like, the blunt of the tragedy, because, like, yeah. this isn't all he was trying to do. He wasn't, like, trying to become the one and only, like, he was trying to have the best trick of any magician, but he wasn't, mm-hmm. like, trying to, like, take down Hugh Jackman on his path to the top. He was just no. trying to be at the top, and then this whole sequence of events happens and then Hugh Jackman comes in. So it's just, he has the blunt of the tragedy. His, his characters. Yeah. So I think, like, not explaining the Hugh Jackman would have been even more powerful because then you're just like, that, that, that unexplained nature of, like, why did this tragedy happen to me? Right. Like, that, that would be more powerful. That scene where he's doing the bird in the cage trick and, like, you find out that it's Christian Bale on it. And it's like, oh, oh God. It just, that was, like, the moment where I'm like, is this rated R? <laughs> like, I feel like it has to be. I looked it up. I'm like, no, all right. That and when he shoots his fingers off. And there's, like, a lot of blood. I'm like, oh, my God. All right. Yeah, that, that, was, that was, like, the driving force of this movie for me. Until we get to the point where we're starting to look at the Tesla machine. And all the, like, the, uh, what is it? The teleported man? Is that what they call it? Yeah. Um, when we get to that side, is when they're, like, doing these smaller magic tricks, and each way they're, like, just messing them up, messing each other up. Like, that was, like, a nice little lead-in to the bigger stuff in the movie. Um, Mm -hmm. Toro was just like, these are neat little magic tricks. (laughs) Like, all right. Yeah, I mean, like, like the the to go on a on another weird tangent because that's all we do on this show. Yeah. yeah. So like the the one of my main criticisms of the, of the now you see me franchise oh, is God. like how yeah. their 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 magic tricks are impossible without CGI and movie editing trickery. The card I, scene. I think <laughs> they're throwing the card. <laughs> and I think. You know, like, obviously, I would say that when filming this movie, they didn't actually do any of these magic tricks for real because that would be just impractical on a filming right. standpoint when you could just do CGI editing trickery. But at the same time, like, all of them are grounded out, outside of, like, like, before the whole cloning aspect comes right. in. All of these are, like, grounded in actual, like, magic techniques. And I think that's what makes them really effective even in within the context of the film like mm-hmm. like when uh when 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 Hugh Jackman does the one 
thing where he where he gets the actor to be his double and he like tosses the hat and walks through the door and walks out the other like that that's like has that moment of like you know genuine like surprise and yeah. astonishment even though you know like oh they could have just done that in post yeah you know? yeah yeah it looks good Either way, it looks really good. We're to like the yeah, point where you believe like, that they did do it right there. It, yeah, it's like whether it's whether it's stage magic or movie magic, it's it's very it's 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 a nice little awesome moment. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Abracadabra, man, that moment I was like, oh, chills, man! I got absolute actual chills during that. I was like, oh god, because like the whole time I'm like. Does he get out of this? <laughs> like, no. No, he certainly does not. He does, but he doesn't. Well, yeah. Technically, yeah. Ooh. 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 Good performances. I huh? have to... I can't, I can't sort it out right now, but, like, which was the... Which was the brother that actually tied the knot that killed the assistant... It was the one who married Rebecca Hall, I believe. So the one okay. who who lives at the end. Yeah, because that's that's what I was wondering. Like, yeah. which one did actually make it out? Yes. Which is like, oh, man, oh god, it's so good. Because like the whole time, like, and this is the best part is that I knew that there was a brother twist, but I didn't know which one, which one had it. So, like, until the point where I'm, like, he's starting to get into the Tesla stuff, it has to be the other guy. Um, so, a lot of the stuff still worked almost as a twist where she's, like, you mean it today. And I'm, like, mm-hmm. okay. Like, that worked. And I think, like, oh, man. I, I really I really like that because I think it works well because you could just be, like, oh, Christian Bale's character has, like, some kind of, you know, like, bipolar or borderline mm-hmm. personality disorder, and that's why he has, like, this kind of... He's he's in love one one week, and then the next mm-hmm. he's not, and, like, stuff like that. But, yeah, when that brother twist comes in, you're just like, okay, I get it. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice little, like, uh, nods. It's not subtle, but... No, like, it's not it's subtle. It's still fun. It's but still fun. it's, again, with the brother thing, where, like, if I didn't know that, I'd probably be like interesting maybe a little thing to pin to the side put that in the board pin that up there yeah it's like the the, another thing like i i thought that you were gonna know the brother twist ahead of time just because when i was re-watching this and you like see uh you see fallon Mm -hmm. like walking around with them you're like that's so obviously christian bale but I think it's one of those things where you only you only see it so if you know Christian it. Bale when you're when you know that information. And see, I didn't pick it out until I figured out that he was the one with the brother. And then I was like, "Yep, okay, I get it now. Like that's him." Yeah. And there's the the one moment where they I think he almost gives it away is when he's talking to him at the carnival at the carousel. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, you're supposed to take her to here. Uh, she doesn't really, you need to like work on this or whatever. And, like, let's just keep it. And I'm like, I don't know, because again, I already knew it at that point. But I feel like that might give it away to some people. Mm-hmm. But then it also plays into the Christopher Nolan thing where it makes you feel smart for, <laughs> for guessing. So yeah. one way or another, I guess he wins, you know. 
I, I, I guess so. This, this is just so good. Andy Circus, surprise Andy Circus. <laughs> also surprised David Bowie. Yeah, yeah, surprise David Bowie for sure. I totally forgot he was in this movie until he showed up. And I was like, it's, oh, a, it's a weird yeah. role for him. I'm like, okay. I'm guessing no one just wanted to work with Bowie. He was like, oh, yeah, let's get Bowie in here. Reading up on it, like he flew overseas and like talked directly to him to like convince wow. him to do the role. So yeah, nice. But he works. He, yeah, he, he does. He definitely because like Nolan's justification was something like you. It had to be Bowie, Bowie, because as soon as it's Bowie being Tesla, you totally believe he built a cloning machine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that he's just a larger Bowie was just a larger than life person, you know. And so I right. definitely get that, especially for Tesla, who I mean, was in his own right larger than life. Mm-hmm. Is it? It's so weird how much like Tesla is like just kind of like this weird like pop culture like figure now. <laughs> like he's like showing up Goosebumps too. It's like, hey, here's a Tesla. Yeah, Tesla grew up in this small town. Weirdest part of Goosebumps yeah. too. <laughs> R.L. Stein and Nikola Tesla grew up in the same town. Yeah. Like, what kind of screenwriting is that? <laughs> Wait, is that the town R.L. Stein grew up in? Is that the twist? Yeah. I don't yeah, remember that. Because they were, they were cleaning out his house, and that's where they found the manuscript, because that was his first manuscript, because he was still living in that town. Oh, okay. I gotcha, I gotcha, I gotcha. It was his hometown, and that's why the manuscript was there. Some Goosebumps you lore really for all y'all. Like yeah, I gotta. You know, you can follow a movie like The Prestige, like, yeah. nice, clean it through, but Goosebumps too, you know, it's just too complicated. <laughs> <laughs> and this, is, this was my biggest fear going in. Like I said... Christopher Nolan can make me like just about anything. This time period isn't super interesting to me. In that setting, early London, early turn of the century London, like not that interesting to me as far as a setting or a, a time period or anything like that. But still, the whole time I'm like, I'm in. I'm into this. Let's go. Let's let's get it done. Um, I guess because maybe they don't lean too much into that other than the, the costumes, the, the set pieces. Um other than that, that's really the only way they really lean into anything like that. I right. guess the fact that Tesla is alive. <laughs> I don't know. Um, oh, God. I don't even know, man. I just I love this movie. But shocking news. <laughs> Jacob loved a Christopher Nolan movie, but hated Rocky Horror. Man, I'm just giving them ammo. I'm just giving people ammo to hate me. You, you really are. You're such a film bro. Yeah, I'm you know? so film bro. <laughs> I'm so bad about looking, it. Looking at my list, though, because this is the list I made, like, three years ago. Yeah. So my film tastes have, like, changed considerably since then, which doesn't mean I don't still love every film on this list. Right. It just means that if I made this list today, it would be completely different. Right. But, like, looking at this film, I was like, yeah. This is exactly the kind of film that, like, a, you know, like, a, a high school junior, like, being like, oh, yeah, I'm into film. This is the list they would make. This is the, I was such a cliche. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right, man. Dude, you were at the age where it was okay to be a cliche. You like, know? I, I, I was a cliche plus, like, these random interspersed 
uh, like movies where it's like, what is this doing on the list? Why why is 60s Batman on this list? Why is Robin Hood Men in Tights on this list? You know? yeah. like, no, you're not wrong. <laughs> but then interspersed that, it's like, oh, of course The Godfather's on this list. Oh, of course uh, Christopher Nolan has like multiple films on this list. Oh. <laughs> only two. Of only two. Only two. on this list and yeah. Zodiac's on this list. And <laughs> you know what? It's okay, Aaron. But like I'm super excited to talk about all these because you. because you yeah, and I like all these you you built this list for me to be cliche to build out of that. Now we took too long That's to watch these. I feel like I'm I'm just a indie mumblecore cliche at this point. <laughs> um, but here we are. We're and here I anyway. Cli- I'm some kind of cliche right now. I'm yeah. still trying to sort it out. Whatever the cliche is that thinks Jurassic World 2 is, like, one of the best films of the year, that's where I'm at now. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I don't know what category, but it is a category. It is a category. It's there. It's certainly there. Um, just wanted to mention real quick before we end, Christian Bale. That was quite good. Um, yes. It was so weird hearing him with a British accent. Like, uncanny to me. Because I, it's, it's the last time I've seen him with a British accent. That tape during Terminator Salvation where he was yelling about the lights? Is that the last time I've heard him with a British accent? It's distracting! <laughs> where does that rank in Gateway to <laughs> In terms of impression? Yeah, no, no, just in terms of your favorite movie. Terminator Salvation? No, no. The 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 off the onset footage of him screaming. Terminator Salvation, number one. It was totally worth yelling at that underpaid like yeah. guy for uh, <laughs> the quality that he came out with. In <laughs> anyway, uh, the Prestige. I ranked this thirty seventh. Thirty seventh. Behind the Big Lebowski, ahead of Blue Velvet. I have it at number twenty. Uh, after Brick. And in front of the thing, it's pretty high praise. I like it. I like it a lot. And I do. And I, again, I do think one of the reasons why I have mine substantially lower is because it doesn't hold up as much on rewatch mm-hmm. as I would like. So it could be just one of those films where, like, the first time you watch it, it's like a masterpiece, and the second time you watch it, it's like fortieth out of fifty films you've covered. Which again. It's not bad. It's not a bad no. thing. I recommend all these films we've talked about. Yeah. So, no matter so, no matter where they're ranked, like I would so, recommend you watch this film. Something like Blade Two and Blade and Rocky Horror Picture Show. Something. Maybe like not that. the Macbeth adaptation, but yeah, what? <laughs> That's the weirdest choice so far. That might be the weirdest. Someone was like looking at all this. They're like, okay, I'm gonna watch with them. Macbeth. <laughs> Skip? Again, <laughs> Skip in that week. Very specific reason that was on the yeah, list. No, definitely. Not be on any subsequent list. <laughs> no. But we got a good conversation about it because we had those high school uh, stories. High to school share. stories. Those do are probably have... our best episodes. <laughs> do we have any high school stories about the prestige, about magic? I don't know. Was there any magic? I think magic was outlawed at our high school. (laughs) Would have been burned at the stake. So I was just about to make a Bob's Burgers reference, and I realized I'm not going to do that right now. (laughs) Anyway, uh, so yeah, this has been uh, the Prestige. So next week, 
I figured, mentioned this earlier in the episode, the new Robin Hood movie is coming out, so <sighs> Robin Hood Men in Tights? You ready for I this? I guess. I guess. Do we watch Robin Hood Men in Tights first, or do we watch the new Robin Hood? Oh, wait. That's not how that works. We have to watch yeah. Robin Hood Men in Tights first. <laughs> All right. So this is this is what I'm curious how you're going to respond to because this is uh, this is a film where I loved this as a child, which also is going to be weird fact to know going in that I watched this all the time as a kid with my family. But <laughs> anyway, are we we got to watch this one together? I can't watch a comedy well, alone. Well, okay, well, I, I'm I'm bringing the DVD. I have the DVD of this one. Okay, good, good, good. So I'm bringing it. It's, it's packed already. Gotcha. So that's what we'll talk about next week. But until then, if you want to find us around the web, you can find Lacey at Jake underscore Lace on Twitter. You can find him at Jake Lace on Tumblr. If you want to find David from the main podcast around the web, you can find him at DBEX15 on Twitter. DBEX with two S's. If you want to find me around the web, you can find me at Little Flame Dude on Twitter and at this cover blog name. It's already taken. Tumblr.com. Uh, if you want to find the podcast on the web, you can find us at RebootRDN on Twitter. You can give us a like on Facebook. Check us out on SoundCloud and iTunes. And leave us a good review if you like what we say. Until then. <laughs> until next time. Don't think it. Don't say it. Bye-bye, man. <laughs> <laughs>